Hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 48. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. I hope that you loved last week's conversation with Melanie Wegener all about selling on Facebook Marketplace. I love interviewing moms who have different approaches to decluttering and simplifying so you can get inspiration and hopefully implement some of the things that you've learned. I have been doing some virtual decluttering coaching sessions, and there is one tool that I come back to time and time again to help people declutter faster and more efficiently. Can you guess what it might be? Hmm, let's see. Is it a dumpster? No. A storage unit? Mm, No. Try again. It's something that allows you to declutter a space without agonizing about letting go of something, which means that you can spend your precious energy on working through that space quickly instead of having it drained from the get-go. I am so excited to share this game changer with you. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. I recently did a virtual decluttering coaching session with Jen, who won the coaching by participating in our free decluttering challenges in the Facebook group. If you haven't joined us, what on earth are you waiting for? Go to tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm and join the fun because we are starting a new five-day challenge coming up on Monday, August 7th. I had an hour with Jen and we decided to tackle her kitchen. We actually got a ton accomplished in just an hour. Here's what she had to say. Emily had me think differently about my stuff than I ever have. She had an idea of how to systematically make things less cluttered, and it completely worked. Everything we tackled together looks 100 times better, and I was able to use her guidance for future projects. This makes my heart so happy. You see, I can tell you where to start, and I can tell you what questions to ask yourself as you declutter. You can listen to the podcast, you can get inspiration, you can join the free Facebook group, get that motivation and accountability. That all may be enough for you, and if so, I am so incredibly happy because you're starting the process to reclaim your life and your motherhood. But if you want someone telling you exactly what to do, step-by-step, in real time, either in person or virtually, I would love to help you. Simply go to the show notes and find out more about how you can work with me, and hopefully we can meet up. Okay, mama. What is this amazing, game-changing, life-altering tool I'm talking about? 
Well, if you've listened to some of the earlier episodes of the podcast, like episode five about where to start on your decluttering journey, you know that you don't need much in the way of tools to start decluttering any space in your home. Here's the list of things that I recommend. Number one, you want to have trash bags, at least two of them, one for duh, trash (laughs) and one for recycling. The second thing you want to have is a vacuum or a dust buster, cleaning cloths and spray, anything that can help you clean the area when you have everything out of that drawer, off the shelf and so on, and before you put anything back. Number three, you want to have some sticky notes, a permanent marker, and some masking tape. We're going to talk about these and why we use them soon. Number four, You want to have some boxes, bins, or black trash bags. The point is that you can't see through it at all so that no one else gets curious about what you're planning to declutter or put aside. So I recommend having at least three separate containers, and we're just going to go ahead and call them bins. Bin number one is for anything that you find while you're decluttering that is not in its permanent home. Side note, episode seven is all about why we need to have a home for everything. So if you haven't done it already, go ahead and listen to that episode. Bin number two is for anything that you are absolutely sure that you want to declutter. Anything that you no longer use, love, or need, and you're able to make that decision easily. Bin number three is the special life-altering bin that will help you so much on your decluttering journey. And it is an out-of-sight, out-of-mind bin. Now, I've talked about the out-of-sight, out-of-mind bin before, most recently in episode 46 about decluttering when kids are home for the summer, but I haven't really explained why it's important or exactly how to use it. So let's go ahead, get that notebook and pen out if you haven't already, and let's dive into these four steps on how to effectively use an out-of-sight, out-of-mind bin to help you declutter more effectively. All right, step number one, we want to make sure that we are using the container concept we spoke about in episode six, and you have now, at this step, you've removed everything from the shelf, the drawer, the section of the closet that you are working in. You can clean that area with whatever cleaning tools are appropriate. And then you want to use those trash bags that we talked about for your trash and recycling. Then you put everything that's not in its permanent home in that bin, anything that you know that you're going to declutter, put in that bin. Now you have everything that's left and you're going to be making decisions about what to put back on the shelf, in the drawer, and so forth. What do we start with? Pop quiz. (laughs) We start with what we need, use, and love first. So let's go ahead and do an example to make it a little bit easier to conceptualize this. Let's use your closet as an example. Let's say you are going to declutter your short-sleeved shirts only. Why only your short sleeve shirts? Because I recommend decluttering in short spurts of like 15 minutes, and we are not, I repeat, not going to get overwhelmed, right? So you take all your short sleeve shirts out of the closet, and then you're going to designate how much space in your closet you want short sleeve shirts to take up. 
let's say instead of things being in drawers and hanging and so forth, let's say for the purpose of this example, you hang all of those short sleeve shirts. If you want, you can get at that masking tape that I talked about and put a little piece of it on the rod, the closet rod, where things hang. So you know how many short sleeve shirts will fit comfortably, not crammed in there, but fit comfortably in the space that you've allotted. Now, I want you to look through your short sleeve shirts and put back on the hangers what you wear often, what you love, and what fits you. Awesome, fantastic, good job. So maybe there's still some space left for additional short sleeve shirts. You can look in the pile and maybe there's still a handful there. Perhaps you don't want to declutter them because they still fit you, you wear them occasionally, they just aren't your go-to short sleeve shirts. This is where the out of sight, out of mind bin comes in. So we're gonna move on now to step two. Step two is to put the things you don't feel comfortable decluttering, but aren't those absolute favorite go-to items in that out of sight, out of mind bin. It's okay if you have more closet space available and those shirts could fit there. Right now we're only putting in there what we wear and love. In my conversation with Jennifer Mackey Mary from Everyday Style, which is episode 33, and also one of my most popular episodes, she said something that really stuck with me. Your wardrobe, what you actually wear, is the boutique you shop from every day. It's not a museum for what fit you five years ago or a warehouse for what you might wear five years from now. So when we shop from our closet every day, we're only keeping in there what we wear, love, and what fits us, even if there's room for more. This out of sight, out of mind bin, regardless if it's shirts, toys, sentimental items, or any other categories of stuff, must have a sturdy lid and be made from plastic that you cannot see through. We don't want anyone snooping around. And if it's out of sight, that means we can't see what's in there, right? We don't want to change our minds about what we don't need. So when you get to the out of mind part of the equation, it kind of means that you need a place that you're not going to be thinking about it, but it's not impossible to get to. Because if you do remember one of those shirts and you want to wear it one day, or your kid is asking for a toy that they haven't played with in a couple weeks, you can get to it without too much trouble. All right, so now we're going to move on to step three, which is probably the most important step of them all. Because if you don't follow this step, you're literally just doing the stuff shuffle and moving stuff from place to place because the out of sight, out of mind bin is a way of delaying your decision-making. I fully admit that, and perhaps not every decluttering expert would agree with me on it. That's why step number three is that you take a sticky note and write a date on it with that permanent marker. It can be 30, 60, 90 days into the future, and you wanna stick that sticky note on the bin. Please, please, please put a reminder in your phone to go back to the bin at that time. Now, if you have a move coming up or you need to downsize or get rid of clutter in a hurry, you may need to pick a date that's more like two to three weeks out rather than 30 days or more. But pick a date, make sure you put a reminder in your phone or ask a trusted friend to text you on that date to remind you as well. If you have multiple bins with multiple dates, you may want to assign each bin a letter. Like bin A is clothing, bin B is kids toys, bin C is random kitchen gadgets. You get the idea. I would not recommend putting a description of what's actually in that bin there because, again, we're trying to prevent nosy family members from getting into it. It can be like your secret mom code or something, whatever works for you. 
When that reminder goes off on your phone, that's telling you that, for example, bin A with your short sleeve shirts is ready for review, do me a big favor. Just humor me on this one, okay? Before you open that bin, try to remember at least one shirt in there that you've missed that entire time that you thought about. My guess is that probably you won't think of any of them. Okay, finally, we're gonna talk about step number four. You have a choice here. It's like choose your own adventure novels. If you remember those from when I was a kid, I used to love them. You can either A, take the bin directly to the donation place of your choice or have Green Drop or your pickup service come sight unseen. Ooh, well, that takes courage and some faith that you haven't truly missed what's in there and it's okay to let it go. I know this is not for everyone, but opening up that bin Hmm, that's kind of like opening up Pandora's bin. And you have to be prepared that your emotions are going to tug on you a bit. If you open it up and decide to do that, then you have to use that boundary that you set in step one and stick to the container concept. If any of your maybes for short sleeve shirts that you've actually missed over the past 30 days, if they fit in that designated space in the closet, great. But if you haven't missed anything, Give yourself the gift of letting it go. I doubt that you will regret it, especially since you've been wearing what you love and what fits you over the past month. And that, my dear friends, is how an out-of-sight, out-of-mind bin can be an incredibly powerful tool in your decluttering toolbox. Let's review those steps one more time. Number one, remove everything from the space you're working in and clean it if possible. Put everything you need, use, and love back in the space first. Number two, Put the things you don't feel comfortable decluttering but aren't your absolute go-to favorite items in the out-of-sight, out-of-mind bin. Number three, pick a date 30, 60 to 90 days in the future, write that date on the bin, then put a reminder on your phone or ask a friend to remind you on that day. Number four, when you get the reminder, you can either take the bin, sight unseen, directly somewhere for donation, if you haven't thought about or missed anything in there, or, You can open up the bin and then use the container concept for filling any remaining space that you've designated for that category. Well, there you go. I am so excited for you to try this and I can't wait for you to tell me how it works. You can come over to the Facebook group to talk about it. And if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episodes that you've listened to, I would be so grateful if you left a five-star rating and a written review wherever you are listening to this so that other moms can be blessed by it as well. Next week, we're going to be talking to my friend, Erica Diaz-Castro, from Her Renewed Strength about the connection between mental and physical clutter, and she's going to be sharing her best time management tips for overwhelmed moms, and so much more. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.